Welcome to Service Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on the ground experience that we're living and breathing with our service accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. So, Mark Simpson, welcome to Service Accommodation Secrets. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm very excited because my last podcast was a while ago. And uh, so this is like a relaunch. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, Very excited to be live as well. I will let you speak, sorry. (laughs) No, no, keep keep going. This is is good. I was just uh, finishing off my lunch. (laughs) Bless you. And you moved house, which is very exciting. So that's good news because you're Mm -hmm. quite nomadic, aren't you, really? Or you have been with your family. We have been very nomadic for, for, for quite a while now, but we're now back in the UK. We've bought a house. Um, we're, we're near York, so we're in a lovely city, lovely area, and it's nice to it's nice to you know um, have our own house for for first time in six years. So yeah, we have been very nomadic. We have been traveling around, but it is also nice to be settled. Oh, that's good because yeah, you've got your kids, your wife, and everybody. You could just must feel like great adventurers and then you've come home to kind of settle a bit so you've had a great time I'm sure we've been been so lucky we've traveled the world twice over and um the the experience that we've had the boys have had is fantastic but right now with the place we're at is 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 really nice feel to it real nice vibe to it and the the school is only a five minute walk away so it's uh, it's it's all nice communal and, and we're, no, we're really looking forward to it. We're, we're closer to family, which is one of the main reasons why we decided to to take the plunge and move back. Fantastic. And yeah, we're, we're just excited to get in settled in. We've still got boxes. I've still got two beds in the living room that need to get sold. So it's uh, <laughs> there's still things just lying around, but we're, we're closer to where we were a week ago. And it, it, the we, we got the call from the builder to say, yeah, you can get the keys on the 28th of January, which was just crazy timing because three days later, the book was due to be released. And so it's been, it has been a manic time of releasing the book, moving house, dealing with all those things and running a business and having three small kids. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so we've been here, there and everywhere, but it's, we're, we're sort of light is at the end of the tunnel right now, but yeah, no, thanks for having me on and for being the, the first guest in a while. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. So for anyone who doesn't know Mark, um, you are a definite hospitality marketing expert. Um, globally, you reach so many people. So you have your hospitality community on Facebook. You have Boostly Academy and all sorts of other reaches into lots of short space shows. And I know you've won awards. And what I love about you is you're so down to earth and um, your book, which I have a copy is partly why you're here. (laughs) um, I've been dipping into it and it's just so conversational and it's like talking to you really, which um, I really love. I think that's that's great. Oh, thank you. No, I I never, I mean, when you, when I started to go through this whole process, I didn't have a clue what was going to be the end result. I knew what I wanted. I knew the style that I wanted it. And I obviously wanted it to be in my in my in my voice but the end result is something that you, you can't even envision and it's been so nice it's been out for coming up to two weeks now about 13 days and the amount of people who have sent me messages the amount of people that have done the homework and and sort of got in contact and said this is x y and z it's it's amazing it's it's like it, all of the hard work and the stress 
and the anxious worries of, of like, you know, how it will go down has, has been alleviated because of it. So no, thank you very much. Oh, that's great. It's great. Amazon bestseller, uh, number one. I still, yeah. Someone was just asking me before we, we, we had the conversation here of, of, of it all and, and like, how does it feel? And it, it really, it just comes and goes. It's like with any major milestone that you have, it just, it comes and goes and it is fantastic. And it was, it was amazing to see like the, the, the authors that, the, this book, this book by little old me, but it was above as some of the people that I've read for years, absolutely adore, you know, I, I put on such a high pedestal and to have my book above them is, that was unbelievable. But the beauty of having, you know, small children is they don't care. You know, you straight get dragged down back to earth and you're, you're making the peanut butter sandwiches. Uh, you've got to do it a correct way. Otherwise they will never forgive you sort of. So okay. it's, uh, it's yeah. the beauty of it and it's, and it's good. And it, you know, it's amazing. And it's all thanks to the community that is in and around Boostly with the hospitality community and the, and the members in there that have supported it and backed it and shared it, which is how it spread the word. And, and yeah, it just puts, it just puts all of this on the right path of, of why I started doing this all those years ago. My, my goal when I started this in 2016 was to help 1 million hosts cut down on over-reliance on Airbnb, yeah. booking.com and Verbo. And having a book that's on Amazon is so easily pickupable. It's like less than $15. And um, to be able now to just go and grab it and hopefully read it. And even if you don't read it from page one to 222, even if you just little pick a bit, so you can still, it's actionable. So you can take it, put it into practice and hopefully we'll get you some bookings. So that's the whole goal. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's really cool. I think one of the things about you is you make it really easy to chunk things down into smaller steps. And then there's an action to do. So there's no sort of elephant in the room. You know, you're going to read all these chapters and then finally you're going to download a PDF and do something else or, you know, some books are like that. Um, but mm. yours is not. Yours is like a, a small um, few chapters and then get it done and, you know, um, actually giving you feedback, which is brilliant. It's really simple, clever. Uh, and, you know, I think people find the idea of, I don't know any any kind of action that's new to them a bit challenging so you just make it really easy for them thank you so, well I find well I think the, the the main thing that I've always remembered is you don't know what you don't know and when hosts so there's, there's going to be people listening to this and watching this who are in a similar position to, to, to yourself where you've got a hospitality business a, a, a short-term rental accommodation business and you know you are getting bookings coming in from third parties whether that be Airbnb or booking.com or Verbo or whoever and when someone like me comes along and says, you've got to get your own bookings, you've got to do your own marketing, the instant barrier of entry is that it's a lot of work. I haven't got the time. I'm doing all of these other things. I'm doing all of these other business things, life things. I haven't got the time. And so my sort of unique selling point, my USP, the reason why people listen to me, I think, is that because I know what is needs to be done because I've done it. I've been, you know, done it for our family business and I know how easy it is the problem before me was that everybody was saying, you need to do X, you need to do Y, but no one was showing you how. And right. so I've just made sort of those last six, seven, six years of my life. How can I show people what to do and make it as easy to follow as possible? So where you're not going to get overwhelmed, because if you get overwhelmed, the first thing you do is you close a laptop and say, nah, I'll, I'll go back to I'll come look at that another day. Yeah. So, and, and the books and the tips that have made it into the books, which is the book direct playbook. If anybody wants to go check it out on Amazon, um, 
the, the, the tips that are in there are the ones that have gone through the filter process. So it's not just the ones that I've used. It's not all the ones. I mean, I've got a, a, a daily podcast, a daily YouTube channel. Uh, it's got daily videos on there and, and there's loads and loads and loads over six years. There's tons and tons and tons of hours of videos. And the, the tips that have made it into this book are the ones that have gone through the filter process. So they don't only just work for me. They work for the host that I help and the, the, the outer community. So the ones that I get the most feedback from. And that's what's made the, that's what's made the book. So the goal of it is that anybody, doesn't matter where they are in the world, what their niche is. So it doesn't matter whether you've got one service accommodation property or if you've got a hotel or a guest house or a glamp site, or you've got a, a property management business with over a hundred properties. Anybody can pick it up or remember your staff can pick it up and you can put it into practice and it will have results. So that, yeah. that's the whole goal. Awesome. Um, just to say, we're live on Facebook, which hopefully is working all fine. Um, and if you've got questions, do put them in the comments, guys, because we'll check at the end. And um, so that would be cool. But one of the things I was going to sort of say, I think, because you start the book with um, never build your house on someone else's land. Um, and that was a, a phrase that you were taught yourself. And um, so it's kind of feels to me like you've felt that for a long time and it's been brewing this book for a while but was there a particular catalyst in the last couple of years that made you think right I'm gonna do it now I feel that I've been talking about this well since 2016 for five years and I feel that when I've talked about it in the past everybody the easy objection is I'll come to it another day. Yeah, I know about diet bookings. I'll just come to it another day. 2017. Yeah, Mark, I'll deal with it later. 2018. I'll deal with it later. 2019, because 2019 was the last year where it was so easy to get into this business, into this industry. It was so easy to get bookings. And plus as well, you really didn't need to do much to get bookings in 2019 um, because it was so in demand and there wasn't a, a massive amount of choice. And, there's dates that you know in your calendar that you could sell five, six, 10 times over. And people were happy because it was coming from channels like Airbnb, booking.com. There wasn't a lot of work needed to be done. And um, they were happy with that. I feel like 2020 for so many people in so many industries has changed the game. And the reason why in hospitality and, and sort of short-term rental is because of how Airbnb treated its hosts when all of this was kicking off and when, when, when everything was sort of turning south and the world was going a bit crazy, Airbnb had an opportunity to either work with hosts or side with guests. And they took the option of siding with guests. And everybody who had a business, a hospitality business back in 2000, March 2020, will know exactly the date that I'm talking about. It was when, um, without any warning to hosts, they sent out a notification, an email to every guest that's got any booking in 2020 and said that they could cancel their stay free of charge. Doesn't matter what your cancellation policy is, you can cancel free of charge and you'll get a full refund. Now, the reason why this was so controversial, and this is like the big wake up moments for so many people, was that there are companies that I know that were 90% plus reliant on Airbnb, just Airbnb for their bookings. And that one day they lost tens of thousands pounds and dollars in revenue. Because of that, people came out the other side thinking, well, hang on a second. I can't have my whole business based on one channel. I cannot put my eggs all into the Airbnb basket. I've got to go multi-channel. I've got to have a property management system. I've got to have a direct booking website. And I feel like the back end of that and the fallout of that 
was that because of the work that I've been doing the four years prior and just constantly showing up, creating free content, being in the Facebook groups, becoming the sort of the go-to person, um, everybody just gravitated towards me for whatever reason, which was, you know, you know, um, being lucky and being in the right place at the right time. And so because so many people from like America in particular and Canada were coming to me saying, Mark, we want a website, we want direct booking tactics and tips and whatnot. That was really the catalyst to sort of go the next level to say, right, I've got the podcast, which is great. I've got the YouTube channel, the Boosted YouTube channel, the Boosted podcast. I've got the Facebook group. I've obviously, we, we, we create direct booking websites, which is, which is a big part of what we do. And it's like, this is now the catalyst to do more. So what else can I do that I haven't done? And, and it was this. So that was really the sort of the, the big catalyst for everything, really. Awesome. Yeah, I suspected it might have been. <laughs> it was a bit of a time, wasn't it? And then all the um, OTAs shut anyway, partly through lockdown, didn't they? And that was like, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I, what, what, what did you do? I mean, I, I always love speaking to hosts during this time. Like, what, 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 what did you particularly do during, during this time? Like, what, what was like the most defining moment for you? And what, were, like, what, 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 what did you sort of put into plan? Well, it was really interesting, actually, because we didn't have um, Airbnb bookings really coming up. I think we might have one. And we had two booking.com ones that were in April or something like that. So there's nothing that we <clears throat> had particularly been relying on. We had some direct bookings that were quite long, like three months long. Um, and then we just really helped a lot of people who got stranded, um, needed to isolate, uh, key workers, lots of people went, went to other sources to advertise really. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, we do have a presence, you know, we, we got a website, um, it's in, being improved now. <laughs> anyway, yeah. but we've got a website, people contact us direct and there's lots of other sources um, for people who wanted to stay longer because it tended to be we'd have five months stay, you know, longer stays. We had a corporate guest who, a corporate agent because we worked with corporate agents as well, but then far more um, on a partnership basis, you know, they do a lot, mm-hmm. um, not like the OTAs, it's a completely different thing. And um, so, and in fact, we did have some people inquire through things like Airbnb who we converted to direct because, you know, they didn't have much money because they weren't expecting to be stuck in the UK. So we weathered it really well. I was so chuffed. My team were great. You know, obviously this risk assessment's coming out of our ears, making sure everyone was safe and it was concerning. But um, yeah, we just switched to longer stays. And when I checked my calendar from prior like the year before to, to 2020 and even 2021, very different ball game. But, you know, we made it, we helped people. And I think that was the great thing. We were able to help so many people. And that's amazing because you'll come out on the other end with all that good karma and, and whatnot, and it will just really help you on the offside of all of this, whenever this does sort of calm down. So well done. And it's, it's, it's amazing to sort of hear stories like yours and, and what you did, because unfortunately not everybody is as switched on as, as yourself, you know, I know people that, like say, 85% plus reliant on Airbnb, and some of those businesses are no longer here. Some of them survived, but some didn't because they didn't put in the practices into place to have a diary book, and they didn't think about working with special agents, contractor agents that have got the, you know, the, the, the network. There weren't people who were sort of switched on enough to, to reach out to, to guests when they're staying with them and seeing if you can extend and whatnot. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's like, you've got to be able to add these strings to your bow. And those that do are the ones that survive and ones that sort of, you know, may ends meet to survive, which, you know, I think, in, I think we've got a, 
especially, you know, in hospitality, we've got a very good gene built into us, <laughs> but it's just, <laughs> you know how to get things done. And, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it doesn't matter what's thrown at you, whether it's a troublesome guest, whether it is a, a dodgy chargeback or anything like that, that, that get or staff, you know, you, you just learn to, 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 to get it done. And I feel that those that have survived up to this point, congratulations. If you've had a business from 2019 and you're still here now, well done, because you're going to get the benefits on the other side. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Mal. Well, I think actually what I do remember about that time, because I was doing weekly podcasts then, is that you were very supportive of the industry as well. Yeah. Because it was quite, you know, what do we do? And you got a lot of experts in, I remember, to help um, on your Facebook page and, and you were doing different lives and things. So I think as a community, um, service to accommodation, hospitality community, short-term rental, whatever, you know, flavour it is, you want to call it, I think there is a big community that supports each other as well if people want to get out there and learn it. But, yeah, um, it, it's all good. It's all learning. And it's all about people, isn't it? I mean, yeah. people, people are people. They need help. Because um, one of the things I was thinking about um, was that, uh, you know, people worry about putting themselves out there in terms of the marketing. But a lot of what you teach, I think, is about the story behind ourselves as hosts, as people who are guests. You know, what, what do they need? Mm. How can we help them best? Well, I don't know if you'd like to expand on that a bit. Well, <laughs> It is a big part of the book. And I'm literally thinking about the chapter right now in the book, Diet Playbook. I talk about you could have a, a street of houses in your town or your city that are all doing service accommodation or all doing Airbnb or all doing vacation rentals. And you could all go to the same shop. You could all do the Ikea shop and all get your furniture from Ikea. And, you know, you could all have the same bed and then the same lid. And, but there is going to be one thing that no one else can replicate. No one else can copy. And that is you your personality, your team's personality, your story. And there's a story behind every host and there's a story behind every, every booking. And I feel like as people, humans, we buy from people. People buy from people. And the businesses in hospitality that are not faceless, those that show off their personality, whether it's through social media or whether it's through podcasts or whether it's through blogs or whether it's through uh, building local referral networks. Those are the ones that just naturally attract people. And I call it becoming the go-to. So in Cheers, in the very popular 1980s sitcom, there's Ted Danson and his character, the whole thing around it was everybody knows his name. That was a catchphrase. Everybody knows his name. And because of that I based a little thing that I called becoming the go-to. So how can you become the go-to guy or the go-to gal, whether that is offline or online? And, and you do that by, again, <clears throat> showing up, whether that's online or offline, building these networks and just becoming the person that people, when someone goes, Sally, I'm coming to stay in Scarborough. I want to go up to Scarborough. I want to go have a great time away. I've got a week away. I've got the family. I'm going to take them. Where do you recommend you go? You go without even battering an eyelid. Oh, go check out Mark Simpson and his business, The Granary. That's, that's literally what I created for the family business. So, and we had so many people that did that, whether it was coming for a, a wedding, whether it's coming to, to summer to eat or a day out or a place to stay. Like that's what we built with that. And 
I've since replicated that with, with Boostly and I've now showed hosts around the world how to replicate that as well for, for their business. So it's, it's, it isn't a case of, you know, having to do TikTok dances, having to, <laughs> having to do all of those crazy. <laughs> so you don't have to go and do that. It's literally just a case of showing up and just showcasing your personality because those businesses that do, especially in hospitality and people will be watching this thinking, well, I'm not in hospitality. I mean, I'm a property manager. I mean, I'm in real estate. As soon as you've got a stranger staying in your house on a short-term basis, then you're in my world, which is hospitality. Um, and so the sooner you start to realize that, then the sooner that your business will take a turn for the better. Yeah, I think it's massive. It really is. Um, I mean, I'm, now that we've can go out and everything i'm doing more live networking in our area and stuff as well because i used to do a lot of property networking only really and then obviously as you say um it's not property it's hospitality that we're in so it's like okay and it's fascinating who you meet what people do it really really is and um we got some guests at the moment and um I chat to them a couple of times a week just to make sure they're okay. We've got yeah. my team as well, but they seem to like to talk to me, which is fine. And they've discovered there's a snooker club they could join and do that. Didn't know that. So, you know, you get feedback to you about different things that they enjoy doing as well. Yeah, um, but yeah for sure. The more we can work in our community and, and find out all the different things that are great for guests, I think that's good and recommend each other for sure. So, yeah, it is really all about people and, kind of solving their problems isn't it um i don't know well no that's that's exactly it's solving the problems that's why i say there's a story behind every booking and so many people don't do this but it's so beneficial if you do so when a booking comes in and you don't have to do this for everyone let's just adopt the the the, the, the pre-show 80 20 rule uh so 20 you focus on 20 percent of your bookings and say that you want to focus on the 20 percent of bookings because it's got 80 percent of the profit so if you see a big booking come in it's a month then this would be something I'd be doing. I'd be calling them, calling up the person who made the booking. Now, the person who made the booking might be staying with you or they may be booking on behalf, but I'd be having a conversation with them and just introduce yourself. Just say, hey, you know, Sally, you know, just thanks very much for your booking. Really interested to find out more. Obviously, you've booked to stay from up. What's the, you know, what's the reason behind it? Just ask a couple of open-ended questions. And there's so many different scenarios. There's so many different routines to walk through, but let's just say for, for one, that this is a, this is an, an accommodation booking specialist and it's a, a member of her company. She's been tasked to find a place for to stay while they're in the area for a month. That is an unbelievable contact to have. And if you can stay friendly with that contact, if you can look after that contact, the first thing I'd be doing would be sending a, a little bit of lumpy mail. So whether that's chocolates in the post or something in the post is to say, listen, thank you so much, so much. Thank you so much for your custom. Thank you so much. It, it, you know, it's making them feel special because you've got to base everything of are other people in my area is my local competition doing this. Mm. So when everybody's zigging, how can you zag and how can you adopt personalization into your business out of every marketing tactic that you can do those that bring in personalization into their business in 2022 will do very, very well because we're, we're now in a world where nobody wants to pick up the phone and have a call with you anymore. Thanks to, thanks to COVID, people don't even want to make eye contact anymore with people. <laughs> What's they, that they, they don't want to shake. They don't want to hug. You know, they, <laughs> everything is now short, sharp, quick. Everything is chatbots. Uh, so it's the art of having a conversation and being human is, is disappearing. And if the one thing, you know, a lot of people watching this in Britain, Britain people, you know, they're very friendly, you know, especially where I'm from, which is the North. It's like, it's known for being friendly, happy, you know, whatnot. 
So how can you bring that back into your business? And again, if you think from a guest experience point of view, if you've made a booking, how awesome would it be if, if you then get a phone call from the owner or from a member of the team and just saying, how can we make your stay better? That's personalization. So what can we do to make your stay better? And they'll tell you. So it's like, if you've got someone coming to stay with you and you find out that they're going to be working, say at the local hospital, they've got a contract for the next three weeks just to cover shifts um, at the hospital. How cool would it be if you can get a member of your team to get um, a couple of takeaway, takeaway leaflets ready for, for when they get in? Because at the end of the day, what a nurse doesn't want to do after a long, long day's work is have to cook. So, but there's some takeaway options. Or if you could um, arrange to make sure that there's always going to be fresh milk in the property for them. So little things like that. And again, you can work out a rate. You can say, listen, for, for an extra five pound a week, I can make sure that X, Y, and Z is, is ready for you. And it will just make that, that guest life so much easier. And it's just a case of figuring out what that is and then how can you implement it in, into your business? It's just that personalization is, is key. And I'll give you a story just to finish off on this little segment is that there's a host that I know and uh, she was based in Canada. Her properties were based on a lakeside and people would come and stay with her to fish or they'd come to you know have a real nice family re relaxation. She had a nice lodge on the, on the lake. And there was a booking that came in and in the little note that came in with the book, and it said, um, we've got a nine-year-old son who's going to be coming with us, and he wants to learn to fish. Now, that host could have just seen the message and go, oh, nice. That's nice to know, and ignored it. Or she could do what she did. And what she did is she went to the local bait and tackle shop and bought a bucket, fishing rod, and got a couple of bits of um, worms in for bait, and went and left it on the entrance to the lodge with a little note for the nine-year-old saying, um, have an amazing time fishing, have an amazing time getting to, to learn how to fish in, something like this. So the guest arrives, sees the little present with the little personalized note, and instantly that is messages back to the friends and family saying, wow, this is amazing. It's posts on social media. And then the offshot of it is that she told everybody about the property who then came to stay. And then that was a repeat booking for the next five or six years after that. Mm -hmm. just from a $15 investment, five, 10 minutes out the way to go and pick it up. And that resulted in years upon years, let's just say five figures, easy return of investment. So little things that don't take a lot of time, that don't cost a lot of money and don't take up a lot of effort can result in direct bookings. And it's just through, you know, personalization. Great. It's just showing that you care, really, isn't it? A little bit of thought. You're kind of, you, you, you are bothered that they're having a nice time. Yeah, <laughs> And, yeah, and because as well, we find, you know, if we check in with guests, if there was a problem, we can resolve it. Because obviously we don't want problems, but quite often the way you resolve a problem can be the making of a, a relationship with a guest because, you kind of handle it well and communicate a lot and um, then they're happy. Whereas if that bad thing had never happened, they wouldn't find that out about you. So, but I think the thoughtfulness and in just putting things in place like that, I think is really good. And I guess it's thinking what you'd like, but also the spin is really what they want because we're not all the same. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you, if you do this right, the whole customer experience journey is that, if you get them off to an amazing start and if you pack them off with an amazing end, you can have a real crappy middle. So what does that mean in hospitality is that if you do the thing that I mentioned on the start, picking up the phone call, 
having a conversation with them. Great. Fantastic introduction to your business. Fantastic customer service right from the off. Say that there's a problem in the property um, and say that it gets resolved, but it's something that, you know, was, was a bit of a faff, a couple of hours. They got a bit annoyed, but for whatever reason it was resolved. And then at the end, if you pack them off and make them feel amazing, then they'll forget that crappy bit in the middle and you'll instantly get that five-star review and a, and a big rating and a big review. So if, even if you do have a problem by simply doing something at the start and by doing something at the end, then it, you're still going to get that fantastic experience. And again, it doesn't have to take a lot of time or effort or, or money. Now, what could you do at the end to pack them off? So really super simple. You could have um, a little gift that you pack them off with. It could be, you know, postcard, fridge magnet, or whatever, a little gift that you can send them off with. It could be um, something that the center parks model. So center parks, when you're checking out the, um, and for those of you who are not in the UK, center parks is a big outdoor um, staycation sort of place that Brits go to a lot, uh, normally in, in, in the holiday time. And it's, it's one of those where you arrive, you leave your car, you stay in a log cabin and you, you, you don't get back in the car at all after a few days or a week that you're there for. But when you're leaving, the staff on the day that you're leaving, the checkout staff that are changing over your property, they'll leave for you a card. And that card will say, you know, if you book your stay with us in the next um, 30 days for your next day, then you get a ridiculous discount. It's like a 30 or 40% discount. Um, and again, it makes you feel, it packs you off with nice, it packs you off with a nice sort of feeling. So again, if you can do something, something similar for your guests when they're leaving, then you're giving them a, a nice send off could be a phone call, could be whatever you want it to be, a text message or whatever, saying thank you so much for staying with us. It doesn't have to be like a grand gesture. It can literally be a phone call. But if you do that at the beginning and at the end, even if it's a crappy middle, like yeah. Wi-Fi is not working or dishwasher is not working or electricity turns off or the heating's not working, then because you've done that either side, then it, it, it makes everything a whole lot better. Yeah, oh, I like that. That's really good. And what I love about you, Mark, is it's always really simple. <laughs> it's like not rocket science, but you just have to think of it. Because mm. the nugget about getting more reviews in your book that I've already thought, oh my goodness, because we were thinking about this the other day, how do we get more reviews? And we've got these various things. And you've just got something in there, I won't say what it is, because... Um... Give the game away. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, no, 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 thank you. And it's and, and again, I'm, I'm really fortunate now, after six or seven years of, of doing this, I've met and spoken to so many hosts from around the world. And everybody, I think just because of what I do and what I talk about and what I share, people like to share with me what they're doing. And I've been able to sort of like reshare and just retell the stories because I feel like as business owners in the past, we'd be very close guarded with mm -hmm. our numbers, with our sort of secret sauce. But I find that now, because the world is so accessible and, you know, you can search anything on, on YouTube. I feel like now people are more open to sharing what the tactics and the tips that they're doing. Because at the end of the day, it all works towards the same goal. The same goal is to help another host, re-educate hosts, but then we can re-educate guests as well. This is why we book direct. You know, you don't have to book via a channel. This, this is the benefits of booking directly with us. And, and if we can do this enough, and if we can do this consistently, then... Airbnb and booking.com and Verbo will have to pay notice to us. Um, and not a lot of people know this, but the big chains, the Marriott's and, and the Hilton's, they actually, they get to have a discussion about what commission they pay. They have a negotiation with booking.com. Now, just imagine how cool it would be if we could do the same. <laughs> On a singular level, we're never going to be there. They don't even pay attention to us. We're just numbers. But if we can 
if, if, if we can re-educate 1 million hosts and those 1 million hosts re-educate their guests about the benefits of booking direct, not just with them, but the next time they book somewhere, then they're going to have to pay attention to us. And, and the fear is this, is that with, with this book, I've had to, had to release this book on Amazon. I didn't have any other option. I couldn't have done it direct because it, it just, the, the, the opportunities weren't there available to me. I had to go on Amazon. And yes, there's Goodreads and there's other publications and platforms, but Amazon have basically monopolized the book market world. And so for me, looking from a hospitality point of view is that at Amazon only 20, 30 years ago, it was Jeff Bezos in the back of his garage posting this out. Now it's so big. I literally had no option. And plus, whenever a book I make a sale on, I only get a 30% of that money back. So I pay 70% in commission fees. Now, if we look at Airbnb, Airbnb has been playing catch up on booking.com and Expedia. They used to charge two, 3% for commission. Now, depending on your business model, they charge 14%. And they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. They're growing bigger and faster and stronger. And they are going to become the main player in the online travel agent world. And when they get that to that level, and because of their marketing, and because of how they, 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 they position something to a host, what's not to say when they become the biggest platform out there, like Amazon, they go, Mr. Host, I know that you're paying 14%, but this isn't a very fair relationship that we have right now. We're actually, we're actually bringing in the majority of your bookings. So I feel that what we're going to do is we're going to put that commission up. And they'll go 20%, then 30 then 40 And then they'll go, well, actually, we feel it's a 50-50 relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's 50%. 60%, 70%. And then at what point does it become too much yeah. to where hosts don't have the opportunity to book direct or have a direct booking business? And so this is why it's really important to me. And um, this is why I did the book. This is why we do what we do. So that right now hosts can go, I need to do something about it. And I feel like coming out of 2020, more hosts do want to do something about it. They just don't know how. And like I said, at the very start, you don't know what you don't know. So hopefully this book, is a good place to start for a tenor. <laughs> and then from there, if anybody wants to watch the podcast or the videos or come to us for a website, even better, because the direct booking movement is definitely growing. It's not just me. There's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an annual uh, conference now, which is great. There's an annual day. And there's more and more people talking about direct bookings, which is fantastic. So long may it continue. And if I can play any shape or form in it, amazing. I am, I am all for that. I think that's massive. I didn't realize that about Amazon, actually. I didn't know. That's really interesting. It's um, it's it's crazy, but it's a warning as well. Like we've, especially with the growth of Airbnb over the last five years as well. Okay, so um oh, <laughs> so um, on the live, I'm just checking. I can't see any questions here, but it's I didn't realize this had happened. My little message to you about the interview from yesterday is on my Facebook page. So I'm I'm learning. It's a school day every day, isn't it? But you're still. <laughs> But anyway, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, if that's okay. Because as you say, you don't know what you don't know. And it's massive, isn't it? Um, The power of knowledge. I feel you're really empowering people. um, And they're a little bit scared. So like last month, I made my first reel, which I'd never made before. (laughs) And my kids, who were like early 20s, mommy made a reel. It goes so fast. It's like it does. It was half the speed it was supposed to be. <laughs> and so it's it's really fun as well. But um in terms of platforms, is it okay just to ask you a couple of things about you know Go posting and things? Uh, so I um have 
learned from various other places that are not not as um, original and I don't know um, you're kind of ingenious with the things you think of but more sort of conventional wisdom says you should focus on one platform um, at a time and you in your book are kind of saying actually you can do any so what do you really feel about that is it a matter of being practical or is it better to focus on one or or do as much as you can on all of them oh when we talk about focusing on one platform, but then being visible on all, when I say focus, it's it's like, where are you going to spend the majority of your time? So let's just call out the channels. You've got Facebook, you've got Instagram, you've got LinkedIn, you've now got TikTok, you've obviously got Twitter that's still around. So where are you going to spend your most time? And when I mean most time, it's like engaging in the chat, engaging in the comments, maybe following a few people, X, Y, and Z, or creating your content. And so, yeah, you should only, you've only got enough time in the day and depending on which channel you like using the most. So personally, I love, I love Instagram. I, I love Instagram. It's the only app that I have on my phone. And I, I probably spend the most of my time on there, which isn't a lot of time, but it's probably one I spend the most of my time on. So I'll, I'll focus on that. And what I'll do is I'll look to interact with um, guests, interact with followers, interact with other businesses, uh, create my own content, creating stories, etc. But when I say be visible on all, is that you still need to have some form of presence on there. So the content that you would create for Instagram, how can you get that on Facebook? How can you get that on LinkedIn? How can you get that on Twitter? And now there are some fantastic tools to make to make that possible. Um, and again, elephant in the room, I've got something called Boostly Content Creator that helps you get content on, on, on everything. And you literally have to spend no more than five to 10 minutes a day do, doing so. So that's what I mean by being visible. There's, there's really cool scheduling tools so that you're visible on all. But when I mean focus on one, let's just say Instagram, then I would spend most of my time on, on Instagram. As in when I have my, my sort of like 30 minute block to sort of check social media or spend time on social media, it's going to be on on uh, on on instagram but yeah for others it may be linkedin for others it may be facebook and it really does depend on a couple of things number one where is your ideal guest spending the most of their time so if you've got a hospitality business and your ideal guest is business guest somebody that will fill your calendar monday to friday and you want to get more business guests then that's probably linkedin that you're going to spend in your time on if it's families and 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 whatnot, and maybe you need to be spending your time on Facebook groups because there's some fantastic Facebook groups and communities around families, you know, mums nets and et cetera, et cetera. Um, if it's the younger millennials, the people, you know, who are the uh, the Instagrammers of the world, then yeah, maybe you need to go on Instagram and follow a few hashtags, follow a few accounts and look into like influencer marketing. That's where you'll spend your time. So when I say you've got to be everywhere, you've got to have a presence everywhere, whether that's you posting it or whether you've gone to a level like you, you've got a team, which is cool, that can just post it on other channels for you. Or if you're going to use automation and software tools, um, that's what we basically mean when we talk about that. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. Um, and I think, I don't know, I've heard you talk about how the algorithms don't really reward you posting exactly the same thing, although you can schedule and, and all that kind of thing. But I don't know if you agree with this, but I would tend to think a LinkedIn post might be slightly different than an Instagram post just because of the market, you know, yeah. people looking at it. 
I feel for the most part, when we when we talk about algorithms and going viral and getting thousands upon thousands of people <laughs> seeing a free post, it's never going to happen. The way that we need to look at social media really moving forward is just being visible, especially coming out of a pandemic. Because when people go and check social media, to, you know, they, they may see your business online for whatever reason, and then they go and check your Facebook page. And if there's no posts since 2020... <laughs> Like, well, hang on a second. Is this business even here? So by just posting and being present and being visible, that's more than what a lot of people are doing. And when it comes to algorithms and when it comes to all of those things, obviously that's something that we talk about when I do my five-day trainings around uh, giveaways, because that's how you really do crack through the algorithm. That's something that you do once every, every 12 weeks, once every sort of two to three months. But for the, but for the most part, when we're talking about, getting seen for free on a post that you put on social media, you're not really going to, to do that with like a, a normal run of the mill post. that normal run of the mill post that you're just sort of documenting your everyday business. That's not to be seen by everybody. That's just to show that you're visible. And then it's, and it's what you do around that. That's how you drive people to your business from social media. But sometimes even just being visible is, is enough to be honest. Yeah. As the reels training showed with the reels training that, that, that we did, Instagram Reels, for don't know, it's like a 15, 20 second video that you post out. TikTok's has become very famous for it. It used to be Vine before there. But like Instagram Reels at the moment is, is a great way of becoming visible. And by simply by doing something that is going to uh, basically churn into what Instagram want you to post, people will see you, but maybe will have stayed with you in the past or have heard about you. And it just, it just gets that little endorphin in their brain to sort of go, oh, I'm going to reach out and send them a message. And it was timed well with January because January is the big deciding month when people decide on their 2022 vacation. And so it's just a couple of mitigating factors that what put people and why it works so well. I think it was really cool. And um, what I really liked about it is um, something that you talk about as well, which is repurposing. So we've got quite a lot of posts created in Canva because mm. I could spend all day doing that really with my art background. It's like, oh yeah, I'm doing this. <laughs> so, um, That's your happy place. That's, yeah, that's kick, kick happy in place. It's a, yeah. But then I like connecting with people and meeting people as well. So it's like a good blend. Um, but yeah, so with the reel, I was able to tie in a lot of our previous posts and a lot of you know um, positive vibes and things like that. And people I knew on my network are like, oh, I just want to watch it because it's such a feel-good reel. And so that's really cool I really enjoyed that part but yeah yeah I mean it's amazing that social media is free isn't it essentially unless you're doing ads of course and we just didn't have it before so it, it's wonderful how you can have that um, opportunity to make yourself visible but you're very much about things like email marketing getting your website right as well aren't you so yeah I mean it, it all ties in together I mean with social media it's an amazing op a free opportunity to attract your tribe, attract your ideal guest. And that is a great way of doing it. You tie it in with a website because a website is there to be used to make you look like you're a professional outfit. You're not just um, a fake listing on Airbnb. You're a proper business, you know, so you get, you give that sort of clout that comes behind it. You know, you're not just a, um, a spare room on airbnb or, or wherever this is like a proper business you're a property management company you've got several properties that you use and you've got the seal of approval because you've got a, a website that looks smart that looks professional and so you give that trust that's a big part of any booking 
because if someone's going to spend a couple of thousand pounds or dollars with you, you've got to have that trust aspect. So when they hit the pay button, they know when, when they hit pay, that's going to result in a holiday, vacation, staycation, workation, or whatever vacation. And so that's what a website brings you. And then you tie in email because email is truly building your house on your land. Because when you've got email as part of your marketing, you can send a message out at any point in the year if you've got last minute availability or X, Y, or Z or a message that you want to push or promote. And with email, it's it's not surrounded by tons of noise. So when you put a post out on social media saying last minute availability, you're, you're fighting against the algorithms. You're fighting against everybody else's attention. And as well, you don't know if anybody's going to actually see it. If mm. you change your listing on Airbnb or booking.com and put the price down, yeah, it may stand out. But again, once somebody lands on your page, on your listing, Airbnb is still saying, well, if you like this, check out this. There's tons of noise. But with an email, as long as you write it correctly, then it's a one-on-one communication with the person that you've sent it to. And if you've got an email marketing software tool, i.e. MailChimp, if you've got a thousand emails on your database, you don't have to send 1000 emails. You'd be writing it this time next year. <laughs> but if you've got MailChimp, by clicking a button, it can send it out in mass to a thousand people in literally seconds. Yeah. That's the power of of, of, of emails. So it's a combination of having a things in place. And again, the book is all about showing you how to do it in the most easiest way possible and easy to understand, but most importantly, easy to implement. And so if you have social media, you've got email, you've got website, you are building a business, you are building a brand. And if you do that consistently, then you'll be here next year. You'll be here the year after, and you'll be here as long as you want it to. And you'll, and the longer you do it, the better it becomes because then you can build a, a massive referral based business, which in hospitality is amazing. And for years and years and years to come, you won't have to do all of the marketing because you'll literally have your previous guests who are going to be doing the marketing for you. I really like that because in these days of GDPR and, you know, all of those kind of things you have to respect. Um, it's great because with MailChimp and, you know, the whole system you're talking about and what you talk about in your book, people actually want to be receiving these emails. And more than that, they share what you do. So it's like an opposite because they have to actually opt in in order to receive them as well. So you have to make sure you've got all that sorted out. But it's great because you've got so many ideas. As I say, they they just seem to be um, common sense, but it takes that creativity to think of them and it's just thinking of a person. So I think that's amazing that, yeah, people will recommend you, not just because of, um you know their stay but also the way the language you use and the, the incentives yeah definitely and, and it's and again everything that i put in here is stuff that we put into practice in our family business that worked 10 years ago um and then it's everything that i then showed other hosts and it worked for them because w- when i started doing this and I, I'm, I'm like a prime example when i started doing this it was so hard i was you know fresh faced coming into this, just saying, listen, this is what worked for me. You got to trust me. And pe- because I didn't have any case studies or testimonials, people were looking at me like, who, are, who even are you? Why should I listen to you? But the more that I persisted, the more that uh, people uh, started using the tactics and the tips, and then the referrals came and then the case studies came. And, and now my life is so much easier five, six years ago than it was, sorry, five, six years ago, because there's, there's proof behind it. You know, people now know, like, love and trust me. And it's the same with the hospitality business. When you first start, you haven't got any reviews. It's really hard to get people to come and stay with you. 
but the more that you do it, the more that you get people come and stay and people keep coming back and wanting more and more and come and visit you time and time again, they will become your biggest referral fans. And, and it's, and it's exactly the same. It works in every single industry. There's loads of different businesses, whether it's e-commerce or whether you're doing personal training, hairdressing, restaurants, accommodation, you name it. It's, it's exactly the same. And it's just about putting the tactics and the things in place. It's going to give you the best chance of having and building a marketing business, direct booking business. Uh, it's, it is really cool. I mean, the interesting thing about um, reviews as well is people worry if they're not on Airbnb or booking.com, where can they review? But of course, Google is brilliant. TripAdvisor as well. It doesn't matter where people have stayed and Facebook as well. Mm. Um, and so, there's Trustpilot now. Trustpilot, the number course. of reviews say you've got Trustpilot, you've got Google. Um, yeah, definitely. You've you got to pay attention to Google. They are going to be doing a lot in this in this industry over the coming years. And so, yeah, by by simply by getting reviews on 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 Google on your business listing on Google or even on your social media, you, there's so many more places than just Airbnb and Booking.com yeah. to get to get to, to get their reviews. And um, yeah, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. But the, the the main thing is just to get that offline word of mouth flying around. Uh, so mm-hmm. having people recommending you, having people saying, "Hey, you're coming to here." you need to check out this, this company. And it's, and you know, it's, it may sound like a lot now if you're not doing it, but yeah, literally just go, go onto Amazon, type in the book, direct playbook by Mark Simpson, <laughs> pick it up because I've, I've, I've documented so many things that, that you can do and, and how to do it. And as well, it comes with a free companion course. So even if you prefer watching videos, the book comes with a companion course and the audible is coming as well. So it's, I was it looking for that. It's yeah. like, and then I saw your comment. It's not out yet. Yeah. It's been nearly three weeks and it's been uh, accepted by Amazon and Audible, but it's still not live, which is okay. crazy. So It will be really good though, because I agree with what you say. It's really good to have a book and then also be able to listen because I don't know, I tend to listen to audio books two or three times and I hear things I miss the first time. But also, if you're putting things into action, it's good to have your book. I mean, your book is really so usable. Um, and I, as I said, when you dipped into certain parts of it, the Google part scares me, I must admit. Although, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I've got this like um, Google phobia. Although we do get gas through Google already. We've got Google My Business, but Google Ads and all that. I can tell it's going to be really helpful because I know you. It's not going to be complicated going to be able to actually work through it so i think people find it really really valuable um good thank you yeah no i think it will and actually i'm kind of done this interview a little bit backwards um mark because i didn't ask you about your history at the beginning but related to you know why you started this if you could just tell us a little bit more about yourself about what you know brought you to this point and then also what you want to achieve moving forward because you've you're accredited as well, talking about trust and everything, because you're Boosley Academy, aren't you? So, mm-hmm. what do I want to achieve next? Well, I definitely want to get as many people as possible aware of the books. I feel like with that, it means that I'm going to get closer to the goal of helping one million hosts um, decrease their over reliance on Airbnb. And I think it's just now a case of, you know, keep keep learning myself, keep on top of the latest trends, keeping on top of what's going to come next, and then being able to put it into a, a style and a method that everybody can 
understand. And that's been the hardest thing with 2020 is that in 2019, I could give a piece of advice that would land with anybody all over the world because there was no restrictions. Everything was open. 2020 comes along and the advice that I could give to you would be different to a host who's in France because lockdowns, restrictions, who can you have, who can't you have, et cetera. And so I've been, I've had to sort of keep abreast of the situation all over the world in different places because I want to make sure that the impact that I have isn't just focused on say England. I want it to be able to help the whole world. And um, yeah, I'm going to continue to learn and improve and whether that means another book coming out later down the line or whatnot, who knows what, what that looks like. The website side of, of what Boosted does is, 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 is massive. It's, um, it's, we've, we've got over 1000 hosts now that we've got websites for, which is, which is crazy. And, and the partnerships and the opportunities that have come out on the back of it is, is great. So I want to make sure that that continues and the training continues. And that what I have loved most this last two years is discovering so many more people that are coming into this space, hosts that are now coaching or hosts that, um, uh, sort of doing other things to help other hosts, whether it's Instagram training or um, copyright training. And there's so many more people who are coming into this industry that are expert like copywriters or with um, whatever that may be. So I want to make sure that we are all working together. I don't like the word competition. I like the word collaboration over competition. So how can we all work together to just continue to, to help more and more hosts? And yeah. Uh, I'm excited to be settled for the first time in a while. Excited to be here. I'll be able to go to more shows. I'll be able to do do the things. And I mean, the main reason why I started all of this was to spend as much time as possible with my boys and, and my wife. Um, I've done the hard yards in the hospitality business and in, in our family business where starting work at 6 a.m. and finishing work at 6, 7 o'clock at night without seeing my wife, Laura, or, or, the, or, the, or the boys. And so I've been very lucky to be able to build all of this and be able to dictate it around family. So to be able to do that, to be able to grow a team, to be able to, you know, have people working um, and helping, which, which, which is a key part and to be able to do all these things and grow and then not have to sacrifice spending time with the wife and the boys, then that's like my, my priority. I love that. Cause you often would say um, on the Instagram training that we're going to watch a movie tonight um, and judging by your book, it's Marvel usually. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot to watch that's all good I love your analogies in it I think anyone who does get it is gonna love it and just I know I'm I could speak to you for hours I just (laughs) realized um, the time is passing but um all the collaboration part I really love because we've got people like you know um Chris Morms from IPRAC and all the trust element is massive I think that's something that would just become more and more huge and and personalization as you say and and everybody's story just brings a whole weight behind that doesn't it because people do check you out on social media they do check out your website and there's there's so many scams so I think it is um, a really huge way forward but yeah Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah so this book is pretty fantastic guys if you haven't got it already please get it from amazon the book direct playbook by mark simpson and i'm looking forward to working through it more and sharing lots with um, my community as well uh, i dare say you'll have lots more um questions and um so many i don't know so many things happening as a result of this it's just like um 
it's just like a knowledge bomb going off. <laughs> I think it's really cool. Well, thank so, you. That's what it, that's what it so was much. created for. I, I I created it like that so that you don't have to do everything. You don't have to read everything. If you just want to dip in, and this is why it's called a playbook, is because when before all of this, I was I was a soccer coach, and I would have my playbook with me. So when I was on the sideline and there was a specific play or training that we wanted to run, I would dip into the playbook, get it and implement it. And I, I want, I structured the book like this, so that a host could just come into a chapter and go, right, I want to learn about um, my ideal customer. How do I find my ideal guest? They can read that section, read that chapter and put it into practice. And even if they then don't dip into the book for another week or two weeks or a month or a year, the book is still there. And the cool thing about a book and the way I've structured this book is that it's it's very evergreen. Even though I'm talking about marketing, I'm not specifically talking about a specific network or tactic or tip. It's about the psychological aspects around it. So this book will be here in five years and 10 years. And who knows, one day, if my boys, when they grow up, if they want to be in hospitality, they can pick up this book and be able to um, divulge it and get into it and, and implement it. And it still be a thing. So it's... Uh, it's it's exciting. I mean, I'm literally two weeks in, so I'm looking forward to like being two years and twenty years in in, in the future and, and seeing like how much impact this book has made on on the industry. So at the moment, the in, the impact it's making is that it's at the top of the bestseller charts, which is unbelievable. It is okay. above any Airbnb book, which is great. Above all the other property books that are out there, and it just gives the book direct movement a little tip of the hat, a little bit of a nod, and people are more aware of what the the term book direct or direct booking means. So long may it continue. Wonderful. Uh, well, thank you so much for sharing more insights with me today and with my service accommodation secrets crowd as well. So it's brilliant to have you. And uh, yeah, I just think keep doing what you're doing and um, people are going to keep learning so much and feeling supported as well. Because, you know, you never know what's going to be thrown at you in hospitality, as you say. So, yeah, thank you ever so much, Mark. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Sharing the secrets of success.